Hey everyone. Um, our annual vision and prayer night was this past Monday night, and we uh, typically call it AVP. And we've been doing AVP now for 10 years, dating all the way back to 2011. It's become for us a very important tradition. And we almost didn't have AVP this year because we didn't know, you know, really what to report in 2021, what, like, looking forward, and even looking back, like, do we even want to talk about 2020? I thought we're over it. But as we were praying and the elders were diving into 2020 and the staff was collecting all kinds of kind of new measurable data, like the way that we kind of measure the church right now and its health, uh, we saw the storyline emerging on like how incredible 2020 actually was. And, and we actually had a lot to look forward to in 2021. And so we gathered, but be, before we, we began uh, the presentation, we were all on Zoom. There's hundreds of people on Zoom from our church. And we started with mourning. We started with writing in the chat the things that we lost in 2020. All of us did, just hundreds of people just writing the things. And there was nothing too small to mourn. There was nothing too small to mourn uh, in 2020 uh, th that we lost. And so many people wrote in things from like losing grandparents, losing pets, to losing their job, to losing people who have left the city and um, losing uh, like things even like um, sports seasons and things like this, like all this stuff. And then what we did was we scrolled to the very top of hundreds of things written, and we just uh, said out loud um, over all of them that we read, um, uh, Lord have mercy, over every single one of them, Lord have mercy, as we read them and mourned with those who are mourning, Lord have mercy, and it was beautiful, it was such a beautiful time, um, and then we all sang, uh, Tyler sang over us, it is well with, with my soul, and it was just a really important way to begin our annual vision prayer, different than we've ever done it. The the limitations of Zoom, uh, we found ways to get really creative, ways that we were never ever to be way, never really able to be this creative before and have this level of intimacy. Um, but it happened over Zoom one for one night uh, on January 25th. And what you're going to hear next is the presentation over Zoom and a, a few people in our church um, uh, giving presentations and praying and things like that. So here's a portion of our annual vision and prayer night, uh, the presentation where we look back and look forward. And um, and what obviously you're not going to be able to see is the chat that was just kind of exploding with praise God and like thank you and uh, Lord and all kinds of really cool ways that the church was interacting. Um, and my you, you won't be able to see my awesome um, slides that I made for AVP. But anyways, hopefully you catch some of the vibe here in this presentation. Uh, very important as we look back and look forward to what's ahead as a church, uh, Reality San Francisco. All right, much love. Here it is. So tonight, um, for a presentation, I want to frame our presentation like this. I want to I want to uh, look at what we learned in 2020 and what we'll focus on in 2021. Um, I it's hard to do slides on Zoom, so I just made my own. Ashley and Junie made slides. So let's start with the first one, 2020, what we learned. There's our first slide. Um, now, the reason why I framed it this way is because for the last 10 AVPs, we've stood up in front of the church and gave a vision for the year. And for almost every year since the first AVP in 2011, we have basically been able to accomplish everything that we have set out to do. So we began in 2020 
And as we began, it seemed like it was going to be a lot more of the same, that the elders and the staff, we prayed and we looked at the previous year, we made plans. We had a great AVP that we shared with you all at the Swedish American Hall, if you were there. And then we all prayed and we expected God to do everything that we talk, talked about in 2020. Now, at this point, you could like insert a sarcastic laugh or you can insert like, uh, uh, like X's over your eyes emoji or whatever you want to do. But it's kind of funny looking back. Well, in 2020, this is, we said it was like the year of renewal for us. And now looking back over all the stuff that we said we had planned gives me a, like a little bit of anxiety. But this is what we said. We said in 2020, this is what we said last year. We would teach through the book of Acts. We said we do a series on renewal and the poor and renewal and justice, renewal and work and renewal and money and renewal and technology. We said we do another gospel and race series. We said we do this huge serve the city event where our entire church gets mobilized into the city for a Sunday. Um, we said we'd make some major key hires. We said we moved to two gatherings at Everett Middle School. We said we start discipleship courses. And we said we'd do a building campaign in the fall of 2020, a building campaign to buy a building in San Francisco. And when we look back, not only do those plans seem like a lot, but we did almost none of those plans. That doesn't mean it's wrong to plan. It's actually very important to plan. But it's more important to learn the lessons from when life doesn't go according to plan. That saying is true. When you win, you win. And when you lose, you learn. What did we learn in 2020? See, because instead of teaching through the book of Acts, like we planned, we kind of lived out the book of Acts. We kind of lived in the book of Acts as the spirit inspired new ways of our church doing church, being the church receiving communion in different settings. And as the church was literally scattered all over the world in some ways, because some of you all kind of quarantined, kind of in random places, and how we met each other's needs and what we called no need among us, which I'm still hearing stories of how you all met each other's needs and continue to do so. And instead of doing a one-day huge serve the city event as a church, this last year we actually served alongside our incredible renewal partners and other organizations throughout the year at 77 service days, helping relieve food insecurity and lack of access to other basic needs, such as hygiene items, showers, and reliable technologies for students and families. With the help of over 200 of you all volunteers, we help serve over 20,000 meals, provide 4,000 bags of groceries to those in our city affected by the pandemic. We also serve 24 Everett Middle School students families, their entire families at the beginning of the pandemic and supported seven more over Thanksgiving during their annual food drive. We also gave $50,000 to our city's COVID relief fund and supported 39 local families within our own church and with our benevolence fund. And instead of moving into two gatherings at Everett this last year, we actually moved Sunday worship into your homes. And for a church like ours that never invested into live streaming or anything video, really, we're just like allergic to video church. Our staff and our volunteers helped get our church online and make it to where we could continue to gather and worship and be encouraged by God's word and prayer. And instead of doing a building campaign, well, actually, I got nothing for that. We just didn't do one. So I got no hope there. Um, we just hope that post-COVID, we miraculously get into a building. This has been a dream of ours since year one. And it's looking like way more possible post-COVID that we can probably actually get into a building, God willing. So pray for that. 
But listen, to be honest, in many ways, we were not able to do most of the stuff we set out to do in 2020. And here's the thing, church, and this is why the elders decided to start the year studying and teaching the seven churches in Revelation. Most of the New Testament is preparing the church to endure hardship and remain faithful, not crush your goals and optimize your life. Like what the New Testament is mainly doing is preparing us to suffer, to endure hardship and remain faithful to Jesus and Jesus' body. Don't forget that. That's like the biggest lesson we learned in 2020. That was the gift that 2020 gave us. It gave us the gift of relearning this lesson and it, that lays at the origin of Jesus' church to remain faithful to Christ and his body during times of extreme testing. And you have done that. Now, I'm not lying when I say our church has grown stronger and has become more resilient and established in this year. That is not some cliche leader thing to say. It's true. And just some of the numbers that I will show, and it's on our, on our website as well, that will show this. For example, on an average week, we have about 1,200 to 1,300 people logging onto our live stream with the majority of those people watching it with others, like family watching it or roommates watching it, et cetera. So we think on an average Sunday, we have something like 2,000 people gathering online with us each week, which is incredibly high engagement for COVID. That's, that's incredibly high. That's insane. That even I didn't believe it when I saw those numbers. We saw the participation number go up when we moved to live stream and only allowed like two gathering times and not on YouTube, just on this like random site that you had to get through through our website, like user usership went up, like people were participating longer and more in it as well. So Sunday gatherings seem to be as robust as ever, even though we're not in the same room and we miss that. And our CGs have had super high engagement as well. We'll hear from Jessica in a minute, but as a little preview, we did a an extensive survey of every single CG in our church to find out how many people in our church is actively involved in community groups during COVID. When we counted those actively involved, it turns out that over 900 of you in our church engage regularly in community group through COVID. That number left everyone on staff completely shocked. We thought that like five people were doing it. Like 900 of you regularly, not like pop, like regular in, are, are involved in, um, in community groups during COVID. And with giving, I mentioned this briefly at our birthday, 10, 11 year birthday, but we ended 2020 with our giving at 5.4 million. That's way higher than we even thought was possible this year. Like way higher. 2020 was the highest giving year that we've ever had, period. And all during a global pandemic where we're not even seeing each other. What I'm trying to say and what these numbers mean is that even in a pandemic where we can't see each other and be together, our church remains engaged and committed to one another and to the mission of our church in this city. In our all church survey, that was once again spearheaded by our own Janet uh, Ikba, Thank you, Janet. Uh, a lot of the data reflected much of this as well. A sense of rootedness that many people had who took the survey, something like 80% of our church said that they're staying in the Bay with no plans to move. So I just wanna say this, everyone, I am extremely proud of you. As one of the pastors of the church, I'm extremely proud of you. I didn't think this was going to happen. 
I honestly thought our church was going to be cut in half by every measure this year. Now, that doesn't mean we haven't lost a lot in 2020. We have. From staff members to some very key and dear people in our congregation that have left for a number of reasons. And these losses have kept me up many a night in 2020. All that is true. And it's also true that our church has at the same time grown in depth and character. And all this leads to the most important lesson we learned in 2020, and that was humility. That was a good one, huh? Look at that. It's good. Humility. This is what we learned this year. We were humbled in multiple ways this year. We were humbled by the fact that we can't just name the future and it becomes a reality, pun intended. We were humbled by the realization that our church isn't ran by a few superstars, but every single one of you who has an important role at our church. In a lot of ways, COVID has flattened our church in a great way. We are humbled by the fact that our church doesn't have to be, to be sexy or in a room that's full of like a certain kind of people and a certain kind of musical and aesthetic vibe to be taken seriously or relevant. Because honestly, all those things were stripped away this year. And what has remained is you, the body of Christ, and the body of Christ being dependent on Christ through prayer and community. You know, in, in 2012, when we were two years old, I gave a teaching on Revelation in the church of Sardis. And I said that we could be in danger at this time. I said we could be in danger of being a church with just a reputation, but was dead inside. And this has been my biggest fear ever since that day I preached that sermon, that we would have a reputation of being alive, but we were dead. And what this year proved was that we were indeed a church that was alive on the inside, probably even more so than I even believed. To be honest, I think buried deep in my own psyche was a belief that what makes our church what it is was the Sunday gathering, the second set of worship, the vibey lights, the preach word, and all the world-class guests that we get to bring in throughout the year to fill the pulpit. But this year, all that was stripped away, and our church got better, deeper, and more committed. If you remember, a few years ago, I said we were going to go through an, uh, an establishing phase in our, our church, establishing season. And in many ways, it feels like 2020 accelerated that process of maturity and establishing in our community. And I hope 2020 taught you what you can expect from our church through the leadership of our elders and staff. I hope you saw that we are committed to prayer. I didn't stop in COVID even one-on-one -on -one prayer, even response to God after, uh, the, after Sunday prayer, that we are committed to your discipleship to Christ above everything else, even above being politically correct and liked. Because we put out some very, very controversial and difficult podcasts this year that try to help you navigate the world that we live in and be faithful to Jesus. I hope that you saw that we are committed to gather on Sunday to worship Jesus and sit under God's word, no matter how scattered we are. I hope that you saw that we are committed to community and a community with each other and that we're committed to serving the poor in our city. These are the things that we gave ourselves to this year. 
all without huge campaigns, without super cool promo videos, and without the potent collective power of a Sunday in-person gathering. So maybe 2020 was the year of renewal for us after all, just not in the way we had planned. We were renewed the way gold is renewed by being refined. We were renewed the way a garden is renewed by pruning and making way for new growth. So what about 2021? 2021, where do we go? What's, what, what will we focus on in 2021? Now, if you're new, you have probably heard this on Sunday, but I wanna reiterate it now. We are a community following Jesus, seeking renewal in our city. That's our vision and mission statement. This is who we are and who we want to be and continue to be in this city. Therefore, we, we are doubling down this next year on discipleship and formation, on mission and outreach. And to that end, I would like to hand it off to Dale, Dale Gustafson, our executive director, to talk about how we'll be staffing towards discipleship and formation, mission and outreach, and, and, and how our staffing and and how the organization inside the church that are, and our staff that remains really healthy, even through this pandemic, um, how we are continuing to um, uh, engage here. So I'll hand it off to Dale and he'll, he'll fill some of this in now. Thanks, Dave. Um, let me just start off by saying that the staff deeply, deeply cares for all of you. They pray for you often, they miss you so much. This comes up in conversations so often, um, daily and weekly, and there's just so much joy after these calls when they see your faces. And I just want you to know that. It just says you miss each other, we miss you so deeply. And like all of you, this past year uh, brought a need to make a lot of adjustments, some pivots, um, some changes in our staff and their areas of ministry, time and focus. And they just did so amazingly well as we uh, had staff do different things, things that they were not used to doing, yet they uh, rallied and focused and moved forward. And the staff here have done a great job in leading and serving with the tension of the weekly unknown. So I'm really, really proud of them. And I, I hope that you are as well and deeply appreciative of them and their work. And as you know, 2020 also brought some unforeseen staff changes in our team. And each time someone leaves, uh, moves on, it becomes very uh, difficult for us because they are deeply a family with each one of us. But this created a need, but it also creates an opportunity for us to do some assessing and restructuring of the staff and the ministries. As Dave just said, we strive to be a community that follows Jesus. Uh, brings renewal to our city. And this is the vision of what we want to become. And this is also the process we will continue. And, and if you break these things down into two areas, a community following Jesus and then bringing renewal to our city, this is what we focus our ministries on. And this is what we focus our new hires on as well. Last year at AVP, we talked about two key hires that we wanted to make. And Dave mentioned that we did make those. Uh, we started, we paused, we started, we paused, but now we are moving forward. The first one of those was in the area of discipleship and formation, a discipleship formation minister. And even though at this time we're not uh, 
clear on exactly how we're moving forward with that. We're really, really close. That's just what I want to say. We're in the works of finalizing the leadership structure and determine the next steps of this. And you're going to hear uh, some clear decisions around this specific area as we're getting really, really close in the first quarter of this year, if not within the next 30 days. But discipleship is a huge piece for us and a piece that we want to become clearer on and focused on in this next year. But there are two positions that we are openly pursuing right now that I want you to know about, not just because of the positions, but because of the ministries it represents. And we're in the process of a nationwide search with um, an organization for these two key ministerial leadership positions for our church. The first one is in the area of children's ministry. Man, we, as you know, um, our dear friend Melissa said moved on this year and we had some changes within that. But we're looking to hire a children's minister with strong pastoral and leadership skills and the ability to develop and invest in parents and children and our amazing volunteer staff. Most importantly, we're looking for someone who has extensive prior experience in children and family ministry with an abiding love for Jesus and a deep desire to see his kingdom advance. Our church is growing. Our church has, uh, with families, we want them to be deeply rooted here, and we want a ministry that you desire and helps you become rooted here, and that's a significant hire for us. Pastor Kevin will be sharing very soon about this as well. The second area is one that I'm very excited about. It's around our justice and outreach minister. Um, in this year, we are bringing an increased focus, resources, which means staffing, focus, and funds, and organization to justice and outreach. One of our strategies of bringing renewal to our city and to the world is through the leadership of this ministry. This ministry is going to build on the things that have already been happening in the past few years. Danielle Stowaway has brought great leadership to this. But this year, we're adding to that. <clears throat> And we're going to do new things, big and bold, the things that haven't been done before here. We're pursuing a ministry that's larger and more comprehensive than anything we've ever done in this area. Because God has bigger things for us. The Justice and Outreach Minister will be a key leader in this ministry, helping to build, nurture, and grow ministry through some increased focuses. Some of the things like this. Local and global partnerships, continuing to love and care for our local global and partners and reaching out to new ones um, and growing those. To equip and send agents of renewal. We have a dream of being a training and sending church. That when people come to reality, they don't come just to take, but they come to give. That we're mobilizing people and bringing renewal to our city through that that we're proactive in building kingdom relationships, proactively partnering with other churches, mission leaders, local government and civic leaders to gain practice and perspective and opportunities for renewal. We wanna activate our church, activate all of you to develop and oversee renewal initiatives and service opportunities for the people of reality. And to bring gospel renewal too, we really want to see our Alpha Outreach Ministry start and this person will oversee that and launch that. Most of all, I have a dream and we have a dream for this as well is that when people come to San Francisco, maybe for one reason and get involved here at Reality and because of this ministry, they become agents of renewal and change. And that if they're with us for three years, 10 years, 30 years, their life has changed because they came here to San Francisco. So please pray for these three key hires uh, as we're searching for them and finalizing them. And we're excited about this area moving forward. Dave. 
Dale, thank you so much. Amazing. Um, I want to move to uh, hand it off to uh, Kevin. Kevin uh, is our elder over uh, kids and families. And it feels like uh, kids and families have uh, been most impacted both on our staff this year and at home. Um, if you are raising a family in San Francisco during COVID, it is particularly challenging um, with uh, Zoom school from home and working from home. And, um, and we, we know all that. And we have, we have tried to, uh, as best we can and could minister, um, my daughter still doesn't know what it's like to go to church yet. She thinks church is TV church and it's, you know, I can't wait for her to, to, to go to real church. Um, so, uh, but I want Kevin to share about like the vision going forward uh, for kids and families. So Kevin. Thanks, Dave. Well, hello church. It's good to see so many of you faces together in one place tonight. And as Dave mentioned, uh, you know, we're taking time to mourn tonight but we're also holding this intention with what we're hopeful and excited for moving forward. Like on the one hand, we're mourning the disruption and things lost in the last year. And then on the other hand, we are uh, hopeful and excited about the things God is making new in this next season. So with that, I wanted to share just a short family ministry update, specifically around the things that we're excited about in both children's ministry and in the marriage ministry in 2021. And as Dale mentioned, um, we're really excited about our search for a new children's minister. You know, one of our highest uh, priorities for this ministry this year is to find a children's minister who will lead the village in ministering to our children and partnering with parents in the discipleship of their children. One of the first tasks at hand for this role will be to focus on both the current children's, children's ministry, how we're functioning online as a ministry, and on the future of children's ministry and how we'll get there. Like, how are we gonna transition from an online kids ministry back into a real life ministry? And this is gonna take a lot of work and there's much uh, that needs to be rebuilt this year. So we're praying that God would bless our church with the right person who will complement our ministry, our team and our family community well. And we would love to invite you uh, church to pray for this person and role as well. Now, we're also excited about spiritual formation resources for families. This past year really highlighted just how much our spiritual formation and development happens far beyond a Sunday. And so because of this, we're launching what we're calling The Village at Home. Now, The Village at Home will be a resource to support parents and caregivers beyond Sundays and Zoom rooms. We want to partner with parents and caregivers as they lead their children's, uh, lead in their, their children's spiritual growth. And these resources are designed with things like weekly lessons, intentional art projects and activities to be utilized apart from, or even in some cases to emphasize lessons from uh, the Sunday's uh, village Zoom rooms. So it, would all, it will also provide practical ways and ideas to integrate the weekly scripture and application into family rhythms. And so we'll be rolling out these resources to support parents in cultivating spiritual habits and disciplines as a family throughout the week. And so if you're a family with kids and you're a part of our church and you wanna be, you wanna receive some of these resources, we wanna invite you to email us at family at realitysf.com. So in the past 12 months, we have all been hungry for more in real life connection as a community. 
And so this year, we wanna see a deeper engagement and connection as families. We will create more ways to engage together as a family community. We'll create these spaces as long as we can do so in a uh, safe and in accordance with local and state guidelines. And it's really hard to tell when things uh, will be consistently trending back into a positive direction in our state. But until then, we're staying prayerful, watchful, and hopeful. Now, we will also spend some time focusing on community for new parents this year. You know, being a parent for the first time can be a scary and stressful thing. So to help and, uh, to help and support new parents, we wanna create ways for new parents to connect with other new parents uh, in our community who are experiencing similar seasons of life. So if you're a new parent, or if you are gonna be a new parent, or if you know a new parent um, and wanna connect with other, other new parents in our church, we want you to reach out to us by sending an email to parents at realitysf.com. And we'll make sure that you're on those uh, communication lists. And so for marriages, you know, we wanna continue to cultivate intimacy and community in our marriages and relationships. And so we're gonna be doing this by continuing to support people in our church who are thinking about and wanna prepare for marriage. And we will also be holding a marriage ministry book club as a space for people who wanna connect and um, cultivate and grow in their relationships together. And of course, our ultimate hope and goal is to physically gather again as a church. And hopefully, and Lord willing, this can happen this year. And while we don't yet know exactly when it will happen, um, it's gonna take a lot of work to prepare for when it does. So church, we wanna ask you to pray because we're, we're gonna need a lot of help when this does happen. And we're calling on the church to be the village that, that raises our children. And so we would love to see you step into the space and partner with us. And so we love you, we miss you, and we pray that God blesses you, church. Back to you, Dave. Thanks. Thanks, Kev. And I just want a special shout out to um, village volunteers that continue to lead uh, Zoom children's ministry. And that this, uh, I get to see now firsthand um, my daughter kind of like learning uh, worship songs and uh, learning uh, Bible stories. And it's just really, really rad. And I just want to say thank you so much for those that show up in our faithful and I sneak in and watch some of it sometimes. And uh, just I'm so overjoyed. So thank you if you're serving right now in the Village Online. Um, next, uh, we're gonna, I'm going to have Jessica uh, present as she talks about um, our community groups. Uh, she uh, is representing a staff made up of uh, uh, two other people, Matt and Toby. Um, and she's going to talk about our CGs and what's going on with those. So Jess. Yes. Hello, everyone. Um, I'm Jessica, and I'm on the community group team. Also, like Dave said, with Toby and Matt, and together we love community. We love getting to see you guys tonight and serving alongside you. So I just want to share a quick update about the current state of community at our church. So first, we're going to look back. Um, and talk about the year ahead. So last year, I think we just wanna start out by saying thank you. You guys have been so faithful to one another and as a community this year. So, and we know that it was probably so easy to jump ship when things got really hard, um, but we value your faithfulness and obedience 
to our community, to your individual communities and um, to the community group department. And so here are just a few highlights um, from last year. And we also just wanna honor your creativity as groups. You guys pivoted so much to online connection, to walks in the park together, to doing cooking classes together online, to backyard hangs, which we laugh for those of us lucky enough to have a backyard in San Francisco, um, to lots of texts and calls and Zooms and everything in between. You guys have just shown how resilient that we can be together when we're willing to be flexible and creative as a community. So we just need like lots of hugs in real life. So, um, but there are two important ways we shifted as a community to respond to this last year's needs. So first we mentioned was in the time of COVID, we participated in the no need among us. And we just wanna honor you and thank you guys again for your faithfulness in the way that you care for one another, you continue to care for one another um, in meeting tangible and practical needs. And so let's continue to do that. And then the second thing is we called on our whole church to participate in what we called every member ministry. And so this was a way we can embody the biblical vision of being one body with many members, serving one another in the use of our gifts. And so we're just grateful for the way that you guys are continuing to show up for that. And we are looking forward to the ways that we do that in 2021. So we also wanna include a little bit of fun, nerdy stats and statistics as Dave and some of us had mentioned. But um, according to our All Church survey, we found that there has been a 4% uptick in community involvement in our church. So we are just honored and um, grateful that we wanna keep that momentum going of the way that we engage in community and just really grateful for you guys and the way you're doing that. Um, and also Dave had mentioned, we did a study where we connected with all CG leaders to get a current snapshot of how our CGs are doing and what engagement looks like right now. And so a little bit more behind that, we wanted to share that we have from those studies, um, 83 active community groups, which consist of 180 community group leaders, 16 coaches and 916 members in CGs. So like Dave had mentioned, we were particularly blown away because we had expected a higher attrition rate due to digital shifts and just the state of our world, but we found that CG engagement was higher than ever. And so we're just really encouraged by that. And one final last piece to this last year we wanted to mention was we got many questions of ways that people could get connected with community. So we had launched something we called community mixers and we're going to continue to do those into 2021. And this space is for those that are new to our community. They are either longtime standing community members that just want a way to connect um, in a different way. And also that we invite leaders and other members to join us to possibly meet people to ask and invite them into their group um, if you guys are open to that. And so we will keep you guys updated on that stuff, but that will continue into 2021. So, and here's something that looking forward uh, to this year, we are realizing that CG experiences have always been places for connection and support. And at the same time, we're really hoping to shift that a little more deeper into 2021. So we are hoping that this shift will be deeper in a meaningful space 
for discipleship to Jesus together. So we are bringing our community groups in alignment with our church-wide rule of life. And we're going to be emphasizing um, those practices of daily Bible reading, weekly fasting, and weekly Sabbath. And so, yes, we want CGs to be a place to process what God's doing in our lives, but also to go deeper in what we're learning and discovering together as we're participating together. And so um, we're just really hoping, and our vision behind that for community groups is that we are just sensing the need for deepened maturity in our church. And we want our community groups to be a place that really help us grow as followers of Jesus and to live in intimate connection with him. So we're just going to invite you guys to keep participating. Um, like we said, every member ministry, as well as no need among us, but also to invite you guys to begin to participate in the rule of life together. And so we just want to say we love you and yes, we miss you, but we are so grateful for you. Thank you so much, Jess. And yes, special shout out to CG leaders and coaches. Thank you so much for your continued, like you, you stuck with this and the participation level is insane. It's absolutely insane. So well done, well done, well done. Now, a couple other things I wanna talk about for the rest uh, of this year. Um, let's talk about in-person gatherings and um, what that might look like. Now this year we're holding, like with all of our plans, uh, in-person gatherings really open-handed. It is our desire to meet in person, but we are we're holding that open-handedly. Um, we moved to live streams at the, the Swedish American Hall. And the reason why we did that was the Swedish American Hall was the most resilient for opening and the closing of our city as we experienced. So we moved there so that we can live stream. And then when we're able to have uh, 50, 100, um, it was at 1.200 people um, indoor socially distanced or 200 or 20% of capacity, whatever that was. Um, when that is able to happen again, we will start inviting people to come and participate in Sunday worship and Sunday teaching and then still live stream for everyone else. And then if, uh, God forbid, the city starts closing again and rates go, uh, numbers go up, um, we'll just close it and just live stream from there. And if it does that like 15 more times, that the, the building is resilient for us to be able to open and close, open and close. We hope that doesn't happen. Um, it's looking like it might not happen with the vaccine so close. Um, so we'll, we'll see. And then the hope is from there is when everything kind of opens back up and we move to a new normal to move back to um, Everett Middle School. Pending if God brings us into a new building, we don't, we're, we're praying that that would happen, but um, we'll see you there. Um, we're also this year starting discipleship courses back up Q1 of this year. So this will be announced here pretty soon. Discipleship courses on Zoom, which actually were really, really, really uh, successful when we moved to Zoom when we did one round of classes. So we'll be doing that again uh, starting um, in the next few weeks. You'll be, we'll be announcing this. Um, also, we'll be, we're going to be ex expanding our rule of life. Now, it was always our intention to expand it, but we wanted to drip it and do like a beta, beta test to see how our rule of life was going. Now, the rule of life, for those that are, are, are like the language rule, you hate the word rule, and I understand that. Um, the word comes from the Latin word meaning trellis, which means just a way for us to be fruitful and grow towards Jesus. But think of it as a way of life. There's a way that we are living that orients our lives towards the way of Jesus. Now, I think as a pastor, this is the only hope that we have for the church 
that lives in a secular city like San Francisco and a lot of the other global cities in our nation. Like this is the only hope we have, a, a, a church that has committed to a way of life of practicing the way of Jesus. This is the, I think, the only way you and I remain faithful. Now, our hope is this. Now, um, a lot of you have seen our logo. Um, Junie and Ashley drew this today. And when Ashley drew it for Junie to color, she said church. So this is what Junie already associates. Ashley goes, good branding. She knows this is church. Anyway, so if you know, uh, this is our logo. Now, a very, um, a very famous um, uh, designer designed this for us, who's a, a believer a couple of years ago. And he designed it with this in mind. He said, what I want this, this logo to be is first the, um, the intersection of a, of, a, of a city block, like buildings, like buildings and it's the intersection of a city because you get your city center church. But also um, most obviously it's a cross. But the way it's formed a cross and in the middle of a city is through these arrows that point in and point out. And these arrows talk about the inner life and the outer life. And it sounds like you guys are all about the inward movement of the spirit and the outward activity in the world. And this is why I created the logo. And we're like, genius, brilliant. I can't believe we didn't think of that, but here you go. That's why you get paid big bucks. So, but this is what we want to do. We're going to expand our rule of life to, to, to be around four inward rules that move us inward towards God and four outward rules that move us out into the world. Let me give you an example. Right now we have um, uh, bread, Bible, that's one of them. Um, we have Sabbath, that's another one, we have fasting. That's three inward movements. Now we're gonna be adding silent prayer to that as well. So those will be like, we want our entire church to commit themselves to prayer, uh, practicing Sabbath, uh, fasting and scripture. These are all inward movements to God. But we also want our church to commit to community groups and community, like committing ourselves to Sunday gatherings and community, like community life. We want our church, everyone to be committed to work and vocation where you see what you do, no matter where you do it, where you do it, work from home or you work at home with the family, whatever you do, you see that as a vocation and a calling. And that is part of like a way, uh, the way you're living your life, you, you, you see your life that way. Um, another one being hospitality, that we teach you the rule of hospitality with a special attention to those who are far from God. And then a rule of generosity with a special attention to the church and the poor. So these are the things that we're gonna be moving into. And we want these to be tangible. So we're not gonna just make them really vague. We want them to be very tangible. But we also want them to be flexible enough. Our hope is that when you commit to a rule of life, and this is all the stuff we're gonna be working on this year, God willing, open-handedly, is that um, when you commit yourself to this rule, after you've gone through a class, we'll have a class for it. Um, we want to connect you with a spiritual director in our church. And again, we have to train these. And our hope is that every year you would meet with the spiritual director and you would sit and you would ask, in what ways is the Holy Spirit inviting you into prayer? Maybe deeper prayer. What does that look like for you? Sabbath, what does that look like for you? Is it, is it just resting? Is it turning off your phone? Is it completely silent for two hours? Like, what is it? What is this year with the Spirit inviting you into? What does Spirit invite you into fasting? Is it lunch? Is it 24 hours? Is it, what is it? Um, or maybe you might struggle with an eating disorder and it might look completely different for you as you fast. Scripture, what is the Lord? Bread, is there something deeper? Is there something to study this year? All of these things. So it's, it's, it's like rigid enough so you know that you did it, but it's also flexible enough to allow the Spirit to invite you into deeper things. And we want this for every person in our church. 
every single person has this way of they're growing inward and outward in Christ. And there's ways that you could measure it and see the growth as you move up and down, up and down, because life is not like just trends this way. There's times when your spiritual life will collapse and feels like it's collapsing. And then you meet with your spirit director and like, what is the spirit doing there? And this has been story of my life. I'm um, living in San Francisco, like up, down, up, down, but it's trending, hopefully like this. Um, so that's our hope. That's our hope is uh, to expand our spiritual disciplines. I mean, our, our rule of life this year. So this all leads to a deeper, deeper sense of uh, discipleship and formation. This is kind of where we're putting um, our emphasis this year. What we've realized is that we actually, um, we were, we put a, a lot of emphasis on our Sunday gathering and that's good. We don't, we don't regret that. But now that that has been um, removed from us and in some ways we'll be in, reintroduced, God willing, this year. We want the effort to be in the, in the discipleship and formation of every member of our church. This is our, uh, our deep desire as elders and as a staff. So what's our theme? We usually do like a pastoral theme this year. And, um, you know, we didn't really have explicit one, but I think one has emerged. And it's this year, our desire is that we would be faithful as a church. That's it. Be faithful. Um, this is the reason why we're in Revelation right now. This is like to remain faithful, to be faithful to Jesus um, and um, to endure, like to continue to endure this season and come out the other side where we're faithful to Christ. That is our hope. Okay. So that's the vision part, church. This is like kind of, it's not as extensive and like maybe mind blowing, not like as, you know, like keynote as uh, as typical, because you know what? We were really humbled and we just really don't know this next year. We want to remain faithful and we want to grow in discipleship and formation. But what I want to do now is I want to turn creatively to prayer now as a, as a church. Um, this is the prayer part of annual vision and prayer, but I want to do this in a very super, a very fun, I think, and creative way. We've asked, uh, a few members of our church community to pray into several topics that were brought up tonight, namely justice and outreach, kids and family, becoming a praying church, a mature church, an every member church, praying for our city. So all of these things we've asked um, six members of our church to pray. And so in a second, I'm going to start throwing to different members of our church and they're going to pray for like 60 seconds. They're just going to pray for us. And we're all going to bow our heads. We're all going to pray. We're going to say yes and amen. And then when they're done, uh, Jason's going to uh, request all over your screen. It's going to be a request to unmute. Quickly, everyone just hit that unmute button. And we're all going to pray out loud together. We're just going to pray out loud. We're going to pray into that thing that they prayed. So for justice and outreach, we'll have someone pray. Then we say amen. And then unmute. And everyone just kind of like echo that prayer, pray into that prayer. And it's going to be live and chaotic for 20 seconds. And then Jason's going to mute everyone. We're going to all be muted. And then we're going to have the next person pray and we'll listen. We'll say, amen. And then we'll all unmute. And we're all going to pray. do that six times. It's going to be beautifully chaotic and it's going to be awesome. So does everybody understand? Hopefully. I mean, I can't see if you understand or not. I can't see your face, but I imagine you do because it's really simple. Someone's going to pray and then we're going to pray. Cool. Okay. Um, first, um, I'm going to ask Shelly. Uh, to pray for justice and outreach. Shelly serves on our justice and outreach leadership team. Hi, Shelly. Would you please pray? Yes, Dave. Thank you. Lord and creator, 
we've taken tonight to reflect upon our lives and our city and our church and its history. And after a year waging the unnatural, we still see your hand and we still know your favor. And as Drew said yesterday, Jesus, if you know where it is that we live, well, then you must also know our neighbor. So in this very moment, Lord, redefine how we see our city blocks, transform our nation's divisional thoughts and widen our worldwide perspectives. Let us as one rise together to Christ, spur us on, Lord, to love and good deeds, to fight for those without a family and know who to feed, to become obsessed with defending the oppressed and stand in for the fatherless, to seek your justice, Lord, convict us for too often omitting this mission and bring us ministers for this ministry. And as the rain falls fresh this week, remind us of your desire for all things new. Let us be faithful in seeking justice, not in our backyards, but, but beyond. Because, Lord, we are a church longing for your kingdom here and now. Yet too often we are the ones that you've been waiting to move. So move us, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Next, I'm going to ask Christy to pray for our kids and family. Christy serves with our children's ministry, uh, the village. Hi, Christy. Would you pray for us? Father God, um, just thank you for the joy of our kids and the life that they bring to Sundays mm -hmm. and each day. Um, I just pray that you would um, just protect them, protect their joy, protect their innocence. Uh, we pray mm -hmm. for their spiritual growth this year. Um, we pray for schools to reopen soon and safely mm -hmm. and that friendships would be restored, um, that kids wouldn't miss out on in-person connection. Um, and I pray for perseverance and just supernatural strength for families that are just at the end of their rope and just feel like they can't give it one more day. I just pray that supernaturally you protect them. And I pray for marriages that are just hanging on. Um, I pray you would restore them. I pray for hope for marriages and families that are just trying to keep going during this sort of impossible season. Um, and I pray for new friendships across families. I pray for the families that have stayed um, for real estate to open, for more communities to build in person. And um, yeah, would you just establish real in-person community this year in unexpected ways? Um, and I ask for more rootedness. And we also just lift up this hiring um, that's coming up. And we pray that you would bring the right person at the right time and that we would hear your voice in that hiring. Um, yeah, and I just pray for hope. I pray for hope for our kids who are having their entire lives altered every day and for our families for just hope that you do make things new, um, even when they have been the same for so long. So we put our trust in you, Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you all. Okay, we're going to pray. And we've, been, we've done this a lot in the history of our church. We're going to pray for prayer. Now, it sounds silly. It might sound silly. It's not. It's amazing. So um, I'm going to ask... Uh, Katie, who's a member of our prayer team, to pray, a faithful member of our prayer team, to pray uh, that we would be a praying church, that whenever there's prayer, we would be there. We would be there with hearts full of wanting to engage in prayer. So uh, Katie, would you please pray for us? Okay. Um, just really quick, a few things that came up when I was praying about praying. Um, Matthew 27, um, when we I pray against roadblocks from when we feel like God should come through in a certain way and he doesn't. Um, 
I want to pray about knowing God's love for us, that that would cause us to love others. And um, in John 15, talking about the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth, the comforter, that we would experience the comforter, God's spirit in a new way. So Lord, um, I pray for yeah. those um, in our church, God, that have tried to say, I'll only do this if you do this for me, Lord. You are God, no matter what happens and no matter how we see you work or not, you're holy and help us to serve you as a holy God that you are. Lord, um, I pray for those that don't know your love, that have been going through the motions, Lord, that they would know how you love people like you love Lazarus, how you how you mourn and just love your friends so much. Um, Lord, and I pray for those that they would have a deeper relationship with you in prayer through the Holy Spirit. Um, I thank you, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would just come in and live in the in the hearts of your people. Um, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Church. Amen. Okay, we're going to pray next. I'm going to ask Debbie. Uh, Debbie is a longtime member of our church and a respected voice of spiritual maturity in our congregation. I want to pray for our church that as we grow, we would grow in maturity, that our church would be marked with maturity, not just a bunch of people that, you know, like whatever the things that were like mature, deeply, deeply rooted, mature people in Christ. So Debbie, would you please pray for that for us? God, thank you for the invitation to learn, grow and mature in Christ as individuals and as a community. I pray that we remember the great desire most of us had as children to get older, to grow more, to see and experience more. As we remember, fill us with a sense of responsibility and accountability to seek greater maturity. Remind us that even as children, we had diligent practices to allow us to develop how much more as adults? Give us a sense of delight and wonder as we grow and help us to see new areas of flourishing emerging not only in us, but also in those around us. Bring us into this awareness and appreciation as we encourage one another. Help us remember 2 Peter 1, that so much more is to be added as we mature, including our mutual affection for one another Bring us to accept your invitation to maturity, greater commitment to Christ and to one another. Amen. Amen. Okay, we're going to pray that we, that we would be and continue to be in every member church, meaning that every member would use their gifts and feel like everyone's contributing. That doesn't fall on just a couple people doing all the work, but all of us would feel deeply invested not just to pray, but to bring the gifts that God has given us by his spirit into the church. So to do that, I'm going to ask Scott to pray. Scott has been committed to our church and city for many years. So please, Scott, would you pray for us? Sure. Everybody join with me. Lord God, for all of those on this call, those who have faith in the Lord Jesus, that you would manifest your word in their hearts and quicken it, God, so as to call them into the fullness of of everything that you've called them to in Christ, that we would grow in the manifestation of the Lord Jesus in this earth, God, but we would grow into the specifics, each of us individually in those works that you've called us in advance to God, and that the body coming together would supply those things that are lacking towards one another, and that the Lord Jesus would be made manifest 
in San Francisco, the character of God, the generosity of God, the justice of God would be walking mm -hmm. in the persons, walking within our congregation, and in fact, in the church world and the church citywide, Lord God. And we ask you, God, to make yourself a habitation in our midst, and we ask you to make every part fit towards that mm -hmm. end, in Jesus' name. Yes, amen, amen. Okay, lastly, we're going to pray for our city. We're just going to pray for um, that we'd be salt and light in San Francisco. And to do that, I'm going to ask uh, uh, Gabby and Mateo, who uh, our church supports in their work as missionaries in the Tenderloin and have a deep, deep love for San Francisco and our church and uh, really embody so much of what we're going to pray for. So would you please pray for our city? Uh, let's pray, friends. God, we thank you that you love San Francisco. We thank you that you care for our city, that you care for all of us who live here. Uh, we thank you that you're a God who's at work here and that you choose to partner with us, with your church to bring renewal to our city. Mm. We ask that you would show us where you are at work in our city. We ask that you would uh, show us where your spirit is already moving so we can just step into it and partner with you. We pray that you would pour your favor and your courage on your people and your church, God. As we step into this new year, wake us up and allow us to be attentive to what your spirit is doing in and around us. God, and we pray for true shalom in our city, Lord. Mm -hmm. We pray that you would give us the courage to confront injustice, that we would be generous with and give freely and steward all that you have given us. Give us daily grace to love deeply and to show compassion to those you place in our lives daily. And Lord, we ask that you give us grace upon grace. And Lord, we pray that we would be a rooted people here in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Pray for our city and believe that if it proper, prospers, then we too shall prosper, God. Mm -hmm. We pray for our city leaders and we ask for wisdom for them and, and for us mm -hmm. as to how to best care for the most marginalized communities in our city, all the way to the most influ influential mm -hmm. entrepreneurs that in the world that call San Francisco home. We pray that your church would rise up in San Francisco, that we would be salt and light in our city and in our world. And again, thank you that you are at work here, God, and we are humbled that you choose to partner with us. We love you, Lord, and we trust you. We surrender all that we are and all of our plans, all that we have to you, God. We pray that it truly would be in San Francisco as it is in heaven. Amen. Thank you, God. Thank you for your continued presence when we need you you are there when we're dependent upon you you are you are worthy of our of our dependence because you're faithful like you're there we can rely on you you we are you are a dependent god thank you god and we pray i pray a blessing over our church as we continue in these things lord as we've been humbled a lot by this last year we just pray that we would step into this new year full of faith that if we made it through this last year, Lord, there is nothing you can't do. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen.